Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, family? Thank you for joining me this week on another podcast episode. Pray that all of you guys are doing well. Truly appreciate, once again, all of the support, all of the love, all of the comments, um, just the testimonies, man. I'm, I've been super encouraged uh, just to start off this year, 2021, I was encouraged in 2020, even though, you know, we had so many different things going on um, with the virus and, you know, just the different, you know, the political things, the social justice things, just everything that happened in 2020, you know, obviously was magnified because of just, you know, the, the virus hitting in the beginning of the year. So pretty much a lot of things that happened after the fact was magnified, you know, to the point of where they may not have been magnified if it was any other year. But, you know, I was encouraged because one thing I saw about 2020 is that God is true to his word and that he never changes. And I know even coming into this 2021 season, you know, a lot of people are still worried about the coronavirus. There's still, you know, there's some fear there, some concerns, which it should be. I mean, obviously, you know, many people have gotten sick, many have lost their lives, you know, but I try to encourage people not to dwell on that. You know, unfortunately, death is a part of life. Obviously, we don't want to die prematurely. But at the end of the day, we know that everything that happens, you know, it doesn't get by God. So if God allowed it, it was for a reason. But just talking uh, about the virus and thinking about the virus just being in this new year, you know, I just really started reflecting on some of the things that the coronavirus taught us when it hit, you know, some of the things that we've learned since it's been here. And it's funny because when I was pondering on talking to you guys about this, uh, somebody commented on the video, actually, right when I was just jotting a couple of things down, a couple of thoughts, and I'm not sure what they were trying to say, but the, the comment was COVID-19 look for where is God? So I'm not sure exactly what they were trying to say. I don't know if they were trying to say, you know, you know, look at COVID-19, where is God? But, you know, it was just ironic that that popped up like, you know, while I was, you know, jotting a couple things down to talk to you guys about. So, you know, I thought it was interesting because if the person was saying, you know, look how we were hit with COVID-19, you know, where is God? You know, I thought that was very interesting because that was one of the questions that came up, you know, and we know that it taught all of us as a whole many things. And I'm going to touch on some things that that really it taught us that were uh, that are of the faith that believe in Christ. But, you know, one thing that it taught the entire world is that no one is exempt from tragedy. You know, I think, you know, before this, a lot of times we feel like people that have the most money, the most influence, the most resources pretty much can come up out of anything, you know, that his fellow man that may, you know, have less than, you know, may not have as much money, may be poor or whatever have you don't have the resources, the connections that, you know, 
they're just, you know, just worse off than they are because there's just so many things and so many advantages they have with having money and influence. But what coronavirus taught us was it didn't matter what your financial status was. It didn't matter what your social status was. It didn't matter how important you were considered to be by the people or how unimportant, you know, it really didn't matter. It affected all lives. It affected everybody. You know, um, it caused deaths in, in all different types of communities, whether that was, you know, uh, wealthy communities or non-wealthy communities. So it taught us that no one is exempt from tragedy and that, you know, money can't solve all things. You know what I mean? That it, it, it can solve a lot of things, but there are some things that you really truly need to lean on God for. And I think that's important because, when we look back, you know, I've been in, in the church world, you know, not it, it wasn't my first time going to church, but I've been a part of the church world. And what I mean by that is, you know, attending the same church for like the last 20 years. And this is my most consistent time, obviously, in being in the church, because before then, some of you know my testimony, I was, you know, kind of running the streets and would go to church once in a while with my mom. But not I haven't been in church this long, obviously. Um, in my life. So just being in church this long, you know, visiting other churches, being in my own local church, what I've learned is, you know, in a lot of churches, we didn't talk a lot about, and, and some of you guys see this on television and maybe in your own churches, you know, a, a lot of the focus was on the natural things, on on getting natural things, houses, cars, you know, God's getting ready to open this door for your career or your business. And I think, there, there wasn't enough talk, and this wasn't in every church, but in many churches, there wasn't enough talk about how blessed we are to to have the Holy Ghost, how blessed we are to have the Spirit of God and to have God on our side and, and know that no matter what we go through, God is there. And it reminds me of, you know, Hebrews 13 uh, verses 5 through 8, you know, when people question where is God or when they question where was God in, in, in this pandemic, because those of us that truly, you know, have had experiences with God and know God, we know that God was in the same place in the pandemic as he was before the pandemic. But I think a lot of people that weren't being built up spiritually or wasn't taking the time out to, you know, to 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 constantly ponder on the word, read the word, you know, eat those scriptures, get it down in them. You know, when this thing hit, it was almost as if, you know, they forgot that the scriptures talks about trials and tribulations and suffering, even though this affected the whole world. But it, it just was funny how, you know, when we look at people that were saved, that claimed to be followers of Christ, how they were so thrown by this, you know, and I think a lot of it came from that bad teaching of, you know, everything is going to go all right as long as you pay your tithes or as long as you do this or you do that, as long as you have faith, nothing's going to happen to you. And that, and we see in the Bible, that's nowhere near accurate. You know, most of our brothers and sisters in the Bible went through many of things, but for those that were questioning, where is God? I think of Hebrews 13, five through eight, where it says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. You know, he was saying, listen, don't, you know, don't be coveting other people's stuff. He said, be content with what you have, you know, be thankful, be appreciative to what you have for he have said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And we know that we find that many a times in the scriptures where God says, listen, 
I'm giving you a promise that if you belong to me, if I live in you, if you are mine, I will never leave you nor forsake thee. So the scripture constantly reminds us of that. So to see people kind of question that, you know, when the pandemic hit and when things really started getting back, because remember when the pandemic first hit or when we first heard about it, nobody really took it seriously. Not even the doctors. They kind of brushed it off, blew it off. And then when we started to see things escalate and people die and, you know, the different theories of how they were dying or is the virus being treated right? We still have those questions now. You still have people questioning that even with the vaccine, you know, we're seeing where they're saying it doesn't you know, it's not definite that it, it, it will work on the virus, but it's still being, you know, um, accepted, you know, by the FDA and, you know, all of these different things. So, you know, some of those questions are still there, but it was just weird to see people that were saved and that were confessing Christ all the time before this pandemic hit to start to question God, you know, as it, you know, as it got more serious. But the scripture goes on to say, um, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say so that we may boldly say now God is making this promise, you know, so that we can boldly say. And guess what? He's revealed to us many a times that, listen, I'm here with you. I, I got you. Whether that's speaking something to us through another person, whether that's things that he's done, you know, where we could where, where there was no doubt in our mind that nobody could have did it. But God, listen, he, he made us that promise. And it says, you know, so that we may boldly say like I can boldly say today that the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me and that goes for man that goes for virus that goes for whatever goes on in this world the Lord is my helper he is our helper guys and it says remember when excuse me remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation and and last verse, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. So he 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 has promised us many times in Scripture. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. And the one thing you have to know about me that I am the same yesterday, today and forever. So guess what? We know those of us that stood strong in his word. You know, we may have been taken back by the virus and people passed away close to us. But one thing we knew or that we know without a shadow of a doubt and that we are sure of is that God, he was in it the whole time. He was with us the whole time. He didn't leave us and he did not change. And what also the virus did was it showed us where we really were in our faith, where many of us were in our faith, because, you know, I, I saw a lot of preachers, you know, preaching all of this good, this, you know, they talked good, they're collecting all these offerings and doing this and this and that. A lot of these guys, you don't hear anything from a lot of the stuff that we've seen on TV where they were supposedly healing people. You don't see them, you know, going to, to places where people have the virus or praying for people that have the virus and these same, you know, healings happening because a lot a lot of times, man, you know, these guys are their plan, they're fronting, they're, they're just doing things to collect money. So we see that a lot of our quote unquote that was supposed to be our leaders, we see that they no longer have that zeal and that passion that we thought they had. You know, some of them we don't even hear from. Some haven't even opened back up the, the, the church doors. And, you know, you guys know how I feel about that. And what I mean by that is, you know, be led on if you should go to service or not if the church door is open but 
I'm just surprised because we've been in church for the last, I think, five to six months. I, um, I think once the doors was was able to be back open, I don't think we've missed a service since then. And that's not to put us on the pedestal, but that's just to say I respect my pastor because what I see is a lot of the talk he talked over the years I had been there. He truly believes and stand on. And guess what? We we came in honoring God. People have their mask on. People worshiping, singing, praising, dancing. And by the grace of God, you know, nothing has happened. And I think that's because, you know, we really want to honor God and do right by God. And it's not it's not a facade. Like we're not having service to prove to somebody else. Oh, well, look, we, we, we're not afraid. And we have faith because we did have a couple of members before we opened back up that passed away. I think one definitely from the virus, the other one, I'm not so sure, but it just showed me that a lot of these guys that I saw doing a lot of talking, because guess what? You can open the church doors and still let a few people in. It, it don't have to be packed to capacity. You know what I mean? But I mean, there are some guys that that I'm, I'm talking about these guys that talked big, that talked, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm God's, you know, chosen. I'm, I'm, I'm like the. The, the, the big man of the city or the big man of the state or the big man of the world, you know, they can't do without me. I need to be on this jet to be over here and be a lot of these guys, man. You're not hearing much from you don't see much from you. Only time you kind of hear from them is when they're asking for money. So it showed us, you know, as as saints, as leaders, as preachers, as whatever position you play in the body of Christ, it showed us where we were in our faith and it let us knew. You know, if we really believe what we said, we believe before all of this started. And I'm reminded of Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10. It says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. And how many know, where do we get our strength from? We get it from God. So if we are truly one in God, if we are truly standing on his word, believing and trusting God, that strength is what's going to keep us in that day of adversity. And so that showed us that if you, if you faint it, when these things started happening, it showed you like, well, maybe my strength wasn't as strong in God as I thought it was. You know what I mean? Maybe I need to, to, to dig a little deeper. Maybe I need to sit at the feet of Jesus more. Maybe I need to get in his word more. And that's a good thing. If you were able to do that and be honest with yourself and allow God to, to really give you that joy and that strength and that peace that surpasses all understanding, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that if you, when this pandemic hit and it caught you off guard and you was a little shook up and your faith wasn't really there, but you, you, you building towards that, you know, towards that place that that's necessarily a bad thing. But what I am saying is it did show us as a whole, especially in the body of Christ, where many of us were in our faith. And another thing that it showed us was, you know, the real state of the world, you know what I mean? Like, you know, where the world really is and, and how, bad things really are because I think, and, and I get it. Listen, I get it from the world. I get it. You know, you know, the Bible says that, you know, the world is going to love its own. You know what I mean? The world is the world. So the only thing that the world is looking forward to is a better world, you know, but those of us that are saved, that know the scriptures that can go through the word and see what the scriptures say about the end times, we, we ought to know that the world is dying. It is dying. It's, it's not going to get better. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have some good times and some good moments here and there, but the world itself is passing away. And, you know, this pandemic showed us that because 
it, it, it just it just let us know that, like, listen, life is short. Nothing is guaranteed. What God has been telling us is true that, listen, this is just the beginning of things that's going to happen. Look at how that rocked our world. So just imagine something even worse happening or worse coming. And it's not the first time that something like this has happened where a pandemic has struck. But the thing that it that it taught us is that this is why God is creating a new earth. This is what Revelations is talking about, because this one wasn't meant to be here forever. And I'm going to give you some I'm going to give you some confirmation on that. First, John, chapter two, verses 15 through 17, it says, love, not the world neither the things that are in the world. And this is why it's important not to love the world and the things that are in the world. Yes, these things are here for our use. A car is not bad in itself. Having a house is not bad in itself. Having money is not bad in itself. But when we love the world or when we love these things of the world, guess what we do? We put those things before God. And that's why the scripture says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And that word love there means the worship of it because you know, we shouldn't be putting anything before God. You know, anytime we're worshiping something more than God, we're going to make it our master and we're going to despise God. And that's what the scriptures were saying. That's what Jesus was talking about in Matthew that, listen, you can't serve two masters. You can't worship two masters. You can't love two masters. Either you're going to love money or you're going to love God. Either you're going to love God or you're going to love money. Because when you worship God, and you understand that God is your everything. How many know there's no way that you can love the things of the world? There's no way that you're going to hold on tightly to those things. You know, when God says, listen, you need to give this up or, you know, you need to be a blessing to this person with that. It's not going to it's not going to, you know, blow your mind and, and get you all worried and, and, and upset. Like, oh, I, you know, this is my, my, my. No, we understand that God gave us all of these things, children, wives, husbands, uh, material things like these are all loans from God. These are all blessings from God that he gave us to take care of, you know, to manage and to do the right thing with. But we don't love these things. We don't put these things before God. We we should be in a place where God says, listen, if I tell you to give that up, you will give it up without question. And that's what the scripture is saying. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Watch. Listen to this. If any man love the world. Now, this is this is powerful. If any man loved the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world. This is all the things that are in the world. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. So if you're dealing with these three things, this is of the world. This is what the scripture is saying. But this is what we really wanted to get to. And the world passeth away. And the world passeth away. There's our confirmation is saying it. Listen, it's passing away. It's dying. And the lust thereof and the lust thereof of it is passing away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So it says, listen, he that does the will of God, he that does not love the world and that abides in God and does the will of God. It says that he is going to remain forever. What does that mean? He is going to live eternally with God. And I think that that is super important that we are very careful that our concern for the world isn't really love for the world, because believe it or not, you'll still see in many churches 
You know, they keep preaching this gospel about the world getting better. You know, they keep preaching about, you know, we just need the right president in office. We just need the right, you know, mayor in in, in, in our city. We just need the right preacher in our church and everything is going to be all right. And it's like, that's going against the, against the scriptures. Like, no, the world is passing away. We're going to have some good moments and some good times when we happen in our individual lives. But the world itself is headed where it's headed. And that's to death. And that's the thing that we that are saved have to remember that, listen, the world is passing away. There's nothing we could do about it. So we need to make sure that our allegiance isn't with the world, that it is with God, that we are remaining in God, that we are doing the will of God. Because guess what? If you love the world and you are abiding in the world and you are attached to the world in that way, when the world dies, you're going to die with it. That's why the scripture went on to say, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Because if you abide in the Lord, you're going to live eternally with the Lord. And the last thing I wanted to touch on, and I kind of touched on it a little bit, was what we saw with a lot of different churches and what we're seeing with a lot of men and women of God, you know, uh, or what we would call men and women of God. We see a lot of things coming out. We see a lot of things being exposed. We saw that, you know, with this pandemic, there were some things that people couldn't hide because, you know, they were unable to do their, their regular routine of things. But I'm reminded of what Jesus said to Peter in the book of Matthew, and I'm going to read chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. But this is important, guys, that we understand this. This this is something very important because what I see people do a lot is anything that resembles you know, what we call church, you know, uh, a choir singing in the beginning of the service, announcements, a preacher coming up to preach, ushers at the door. You know, we we automatically assume that, listen, this this is something that God ordained. And I want to tell you guys, that is not the case. Like, I understand it from the world. Like, I understand the world saying, oh, that's why I don't go to church, because look at how these preachers are and this and that. But they don't have spiritual understanding. They don't have they don't they don't understand that the scriptures constantly talks about false teachers and false prophets pastors and preachers taking advantage of the people is nothing new it's all through the bible fake prophecies we see in jeremiah where, where god said listen these are things they're prophesying out of their own belly i didn't tell them these things this stuff been going on but when you don't have that spiritual understanding and you're not reading the scriptures then you won't understand that. But those of us that are in the church, we can't have that same testimony. We can't be repeating those same things because we ought to know better. And and look at what the scripture says. It says, he saith unto them, this is Jesus talking, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So obviously that's the major goal we want to all know and be sure of. And we, we know down the road, Peter is going to say that same thing. We believe and we are sure, like we want to be sure that we know that Christ is Lord, that nothing can come, no type of uh, literature, no type of uh, information, no type of uh, speaker or whoever come try to tell us that Jesus isn't really never existed. No, we have to know without a shadow of a doubt and be sure within ourselves. And listen, where does our surety come from? It comes from our experience experiences with God. It comes from our testimony. But listen what Peter goes on to say. He says, the scripture says, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, 
for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee. And I talked about this not too long ago. Listen, human wisdom, natural wisdom isn't the same as having spiritual wisdom that comes from God. So this is something that you can't open up a book and just read and say, oh, Jesus is Lord. No, this has to come from somewhere else. Where does it come from, Lord? He says, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock. And this is where I want to close. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Jesus emphasizes there, I will build my church. So that goes to tell us, that goes on to tell us that there are going to be other churches. Jesus is emphasizing, listen, I'm going to build my church upon this rock. So that lets us know there's going to be other churches. Everything that looks like a, a Jesus ordained church is not a Jesus ordained church just because you know, people are singing just because they're taking up offerings just because people are dancing just because somebody is standing in front of a Bible with it open and talking to the congregation does not mean they were called by God. And this is the thing that we have to get to an understanding of in the body of Christ that everybody that calls themselves a preacher, a pastor, a Christian, it does not mean that they are so. Listen, I get it. I get it from the world. I get them not, you know, understanding or grasping this. But we that are in the body of Christ, we that have the spirit of God, we must understand that every church is not God's church. Every quote unquote man of God is not a man of God. And that's very important that we understand because we need to stop grouping everything together. We need to stop feeling like, oh, you know, they're looking at the church funny. Look at all this silly stuff that's going on. That's why people don't go to church. Listen, people are not going to be saved and all that because of what we're doing in church and what we're not doing in church. And what do I mean by that? At the end of the day, God's will is going to be done. Yes, we are a reflection. Yes, we are walking epistles. I'm not saying like we could do anything and it doesn't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is what we have to understand is that no matter who's doing what, God's will is still going to be done. You just need to play your position and do what God has called you to do. Like he said, he that doeth the will of God abide forever just make sure you're doing the will of God don't be distracted about what the man in the church down the street is doing God is going to deal with him in due time but I see a lot of saints grouping everybody together like oh this is just, just giving us a bad name and the church is looking bad listen God's church ain't looking bad it's not looking bad the church that Jesus was talking about here is not looking bad. It's what people think is the church or, or or the people that they think represent God that's looking bad. It's not the Lord's church. You know what I mean? You don't have to stress that God's will when it's all said and done. It's going to be done. Either you believe that or you don't. But you can't get caught up and start repeating and saying all the things that the world has been saying all these years. No, we know better. We know that all through the scriptures, New Testament, Old Testament guys have been getting over on the people of God and doing things that 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 aren't right. But guess what? What do we see all through the Bible that happens? God's will still always will be done. And I'm just encouraging you guys. Listen, the pandemic taught us a lot of things. But the beautiful thing and the main thing that we were able to walk away with and that we knew before the pandemic is that Jesus is Lord. 
and that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Like he said, and just like he said in Hebrews 13 and 8, he is the same yesterday and today and forever. And that's what we need to hold on to and to remember and to be sure of. I've been talking to you guys a lot about all of the things that have been coming at us. That's going to continue to come. The devil is going to keep sending different things to make you believe that Jesus is in Lord. But you have to know your experiences should have taught you enough. Your testimony should have taught you enough. But I know sometimes life hits so hard that things could catch you while you're down. But that's why we encourage you to get in the word every day, whether it's just read for a few minutes, whether it's just to listen to something that encourages you through the scriptures, because I'm telling you, Many things are going to keep coming at us. You know, this pandemic, they keep talking about new strains and and all of this stuff. Listen, we can't stress these things. Yes, we got to abide by, you know, whatever it is we need to do to be safe. But at the end of the day, guys, we can't live in fear. We can't live scared. We just got to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he has our best interests at heart. And whatever his will is for our lives, that is what is going to happen. But we are not going to allow anybody to make us say otherwise about our Lord and Savior. So, yes, we learned a lot from the pandemic. We learned a lot about ourselves. We learned a lot about the church. We learned a lot about the world. But the beautiful thing that we learned through it all, once again, is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So know that I love you guys. Thank you once again for joining me for another In The Word podcast. And until the next week we get together, I love you once again. Shalom.